this all goes back to anybody listening, whether you disagree, which is your right, or agree with me or not. You really got to stop politics voting emotionally. Emotional decisions are some of the worst decisions you can make in your life, minus maybe with your spouse or your children, right? You don't make them with politics. You don't make them with life decisions because they're knee-jerk. They don't have a lot of thought behind them. Policy in the current administration is one of the reasons that we're dealing with a situation that's happening in Palestine and Israel. What's going on, guys? Welcome into another episode of Money Moves. As always, your host, Matty A, my co-host, Mr. Ryan Breedwell. What a do, brother. What up, y'all? We cover all things stocks, real estate, investing, and personal finance to help you on your wealth building journey. Of course, we like to sprinkle in a little Salt Bay action, sprinkle in a little politics, current mm. events, because at the end of the day, a lot of that stuff impacts yeah, the market. Absolutely. And everything that is going on. And there's a lot of shit going on this last week. Holy cow. A lot of sad stuff, a lot of heavy stuff. But in a lot of chaos, you know, there's always a, a silver lining in this, right? Jeez, are you okay over there? Wow. I might have ripped a DC straight to the dump. <laughs> and I had to burp pretty bad. I'm sorry. Well, we're going to cover a lot of great stuff on today's show for you guys. As always, get Mr. Breedwell's take on ultimately what's going on with the... Israel and Palestine conflict and really is that impacting the markets? We've got kind of reports coming out of politicians that are betting on war, which is nothing yep. new. But obviously, there's some thoughts and some sentiments there. And of course, we got some big reports coming out this week, a lot of data for you guys. So Huge. with that being said, if you're new to the show, don't forget to hit that subscribe button. If you enjoy the show, all we ask, take 60 seconds, leave us a review. And of course, don't forget to check out MillionaireMindcast.com for all the great stuff that we've got in the store for you. Most importantly, and probably most applicable, we're rounding the corner Q4, mm, coming into the end of the year. And of course, if you're a planner, if you're a goal setter, don't forget to check out the Rich Life Planner to get yourself dialed in, productive. It's got a great habit tracker in there for you guys. And of course, most importantly, keeping your schedule and your goals organized and aligned with where you're trying to go. If you haven't taken advantage of your free financial x-ray yet, where Ryan and his amazing team will go through your entire investment portfolio, Come make on, sure you're not getting overfeed, make sure that you're allocated how you want to be allocated based on the goals you're trying to achieve. Just make sure that nobody's taking advantage of you, which unfortunately is very common in your happens. industry. It happens and we, you know, sometimes people feel taken advantage of when they don't know what's happening. Yep. So we just, we just, hey. Here's a third party. Here they're going to tell us what the fees are, what you're doing, what the holes are, how we can fill the holes, and what we can do uh, from an improvement standpoint. Maybe with your life insurance, maybe with your current investments. I don't sell real estate or charge anything for real estate, but Matt's got stuff uh, that he can he can he can you know deals and stuff like physical oh, real estate stuff that yep. you can work with with accredited investors. So we kind of have a little bit of everything for y'all. Yep. So to take advantage of that, connect with Ryan and his team. I would just say, if anything, if you haven't ever had a real report built out for you, because I honestly hadn't for my mm -hmm. financial. I mean, obviously, you and I have been working together for a long time now. But yep. when you and I first connected, I'd never had somebody actually build a report out for it's me the way you did. And I did. God, I did. It was, was... Uh, State Farm. Oh, State Farm. Yeah. Excuse me. The other not, farm. Yeah, not, not that much better. And... For you to go through that report with me, it was really, one, educational, and two, it actually helped me understand that I really wasn't going where I wanted to be going. So if you 
feel like you're in that type of situation, this is a no cost, no obligation thing that we just like yep. to offer to our million or my cast family. And Ryan and his team will do that for free. All you got to do is text the word X-ray, X-R-A-Y to 844-447-1555. And for all my credit investors that want to get on my deals list, mm. when I offer out syndication opportunities, investment opportunities, things that I'm doing, um, you will get notified by being on that list. You got to be an accredited investor, but you can text the word deals to that same phone number as well. All right. So with that being said, we got some big reports coming out this week. Oh, We've yeah. got huge PPI, core PPI tomorrow, which is, for those that don't know what that is, what is it? Producer price index. And what does it tell us? That's how much producers are paying for goods. And if they're paying a lot for goods, we finna be doing that as well. I was going to say, why does it matter to us? And ultimately, you answered that. Yep. We got CPI and core CPI, which is? That's essentially what consumer uh, price index, uh, that's going to be what we are paying for goods. So it's an overall kind of tracking of a basket of uh, different uh, indicators and sections of the market, oil, energy on on headline, on the core. We pretty much have our, our housing data, health care costs, things like that. And that helps us to say, okay, for the money that we are um, earning, how much of it is being eroded by the cost of goods and services. Inflation. And then, of course, we've got uh, FOMC this week, which really... Federal, yeah, Federal Market Open Committee. And and when they do their meetings, I don't know if we've ever kind of just given the, the layman's explanation of what they're doing at these FOMC minutes and these meetings. What are they doing and what are you as you know, an expert in the financial field and what are other people ultimately paying attention to that come out of these meetings? So the minutes report is kind of like a what happened, like what's the dialogue from the last meeting? Almost like if you went to court, the person that takes the notes, it's kind of a summary of it's what like they, a synopsis. Correct. So they release that, what they talked about, and it gives you an indication of what is coming more dovish or hawkish sentiment. It gives you kind of an overview of that. I can tell you, I would expect them to be moderately hawkish, but start having more dovish tones in the November meeting, especially considering that they just came out uh, earlier this week. Fed's Bostic. Yeah. Fed's Bostic. He had said what? He just said essentially that uh, rates, interest rates in the overall economy are high enough that they don't think that they need to raise rates any further. They think they're... um, they're uh, appropriately restrictive, I think was the term that he used. Let's take a quick break and hear from today's show sponsor. Are you struggling to close deals? Cold outreach can be a slow and brutal process. And in many scenarios, it's just wasting the time of both the buyer and the seller, especially when business owners who are trying to find qualified buyers are using inaccurate and outdated data. But it doesn't have to be this way. With LinkedIn Sales Navigator, your organization can overcome these challenges by leveraging this amazing technology and platform that translates comprehensive, high-quality buyer data into real-time insights and sales. These deeper insights empower sales reps and teams to adopt the habits of top performers, which leads to much better outcomes like build and bigger pipeline with real customers leading to higher win rates and conversions, and of course, larger deals and paydays all around. We call this deep sales and LinkedIn has built the first deep sales platform with the next generation of LinkedIn sales navigator. Right now, our Millionaire Mindcast family has an amazing opportunity to try LinkedIn sales navigator and get a 60 day free trial at linkedin.com 
forward slash mindcast. That's linkedin.com forward slash mindcast for a 60 day free trial. Let LinkedIn Sales Navigator help you sell like a superstar today. Just go to linkedin.com forward slash mindcast and get started. Yeah, and they basically, at, at the last meeting, kind of hinted at that, but also said, hey, there may be one more. There's not going to be another And after this last week, with more and more of the data that's starting to trickle out, obviously, we know that, you know, lagging data is really what they're looking at. It's, it's, of course, you know, uh, a double-edged sword with that. That being said, they basically said, hey, we're probably going to end up holding here and kind of seeing how this plays out. And you're thinking, because I was asking you earlier, when do you think we might actually start seeing rates drop? We are, we raised extremely fast. When now they're going to pause, it sounds like. When do we actually think we'll see a rate cut? And how quickly will they cut after that once they do start cutting? Yeah, the uh, old uh, whatever goes up must come down uh, what type goes deal. up must Sometime, I believe, I think there's a 25% chance they start in March right now and a 47% chance this, or excuse me, 37% chance they start in May. That um, will likely continue to tick higher and higher. Um, When they start cutting interest rates, likely between March and May of next year, they are going to do it fast. And I mean fast and hard. I don't know if that means at every meeting they're cutting interest rates by a quarter of a percent. I don't know if they're going to do huge cuts, pause, huge cuts, pause. Um, But they're going to have to get rates back down quickly so that once they've restricted the economy enough, which is what they're doing right now, I mean, M2 money supply is at the lowest it's ever been ever, which is pretty crazy. Um, that's That's going to inject back into the... They're going to have to kickstart it again. Yeah, and they will do that by by loosening up the cost of money. When the cost of money is cheap, people will leverage money. They will go use that money for investments. They will spend that money. That money stimulates the economy. Um, That'll get the kind of engine rocking and rolling again. First thing to come, I believe, will be real estate. And it will be quickly uh, followed by the stock market. And the visual of that, right? When they talk about a soft landing or a hard landing, right? I always envision... I said no landing. When rates go up, Right, the airplane is rising up, yeah. flying high, and it's almost like okay, now we got to start cutting. We're going to cut the engines, and we're going to see how quickly we can get this thing to free fall to hopefully then reignite the engine to either get that nice smooth soft landing, or we just keep on cruising. We barely hit the ground, and we keep going right back up. Right, it's like flying out of Santa Ana, Orange County. <laughs> if you have yeah. nephew, to my California folks or anybody that's ever flown to Disneyland, you know what I'm talking about. You take off in a NASA rocket ship straight up. They yep. cut the plane off. You fall for a second. You're like, what's going on? And they kick that bad boy back on. <laughs> Anywho, yeah, the um, the restrictive policy, the second it loosens, if consumers are spending at the rate that they're spending right now with the cost of money where it's at, which... Right now, they are spending like there's no tomorrow. And that's per that's a quote per Bloomberg. You just wait. When money goes cheaper, they're going to spend the same amount of money. It's just not going to cost them as much and they're going to buy way more goods with it. Yep. So that we have that. Not only that, right around the corner, we have earnings. We have a new set of earnings seasons. My favorite hunting time of the year when earnings are announced. And just this week, last week, Analysts, you do what analysts do. They revise their 
uh, earnings expectations down to almost joking levels to where you, you could have be running a, a company for the first time as a janitor and you could make mm-hmm. or print green. So that the pool or where the market's at is getting really, really, really interesting. And the rebound that's happening right now, I'd like to see more breadth. Um, and that just means that more stocks seeing new highs versus um, stocks seeing new lows, which you are still seeing about a 40-60 high to low uh, split right now. We want to have that ratio flipped. But we're having really good rebounds. And it's kind of indicative. When the market gets as oversold as it was, it's going to go up for a few days. We're not out of the woods. We've been saying that for a while. There's still a few more months of this to happen, but we're really close um, because the the inflation data, if it keeps coming in as expected, which is lower and lower and better and better, we're almost at the end of the cycle and we can restart a new bull run. So talking a little bit about that, historically, when we cut interest rates, we've historically fallen into some form of recession, whether Mm -hmm. it's mild or a little bit more extreme. There was one time that that didn't happen and that was during the great inflation, which I think we looked it up. It was like 18 or 1964 to 82 or something like that. Yeah. Somewhere in that. Don't, don't quote me on that. Something like that. Um, and that was when a hyperinflation in 1980 was at 14%. Is there any similarities to that in terms of, is that because we keep hearing recession talk, recession talk, recession talk, right? And a lot of people keep saying on the horizon, we've got recession. If historically the Fed starts cutting rates and they try and do it relatively quickly, is that something that is tying into your belief that we won't fall into a recession because we were in a very high inflationary period relative to that kind of data set back then? Um, well, there's always a recession on the horizon, just like there's always a big yeah. pop on the horizon, right? Something good or something bad is always going to and will happen. Um, I don't think we're looking at it in the same manner as back in the 1960s to 80s because they changed a lot of policy sure. like we were even reading in that yep. um, to to help deal with stuff like that, which is where we're, we're at today. Um, but what it does tell us is if we look back at all those situations when we did cut and we did go into recessions, we were generally cutting from a, a rate of X to a rate of zero or close to zero, kind of like we just most recently did in the financial crisis of 2008. Um, people kind of got lulled to sleep over that period of time with the cost of money and they just expected that to be the new norm when when it's not. It historically is actually just not what people deal with. Yeah. Ask our parents, ask your grandparents, they'll tell you that money's been so dang cheap, it's ridiculous. So um, that takes profitability on the market out of, uh, profitably out of the market for banks. When we cut from a high level to a normal level, not to QE levels, that's a different reaction on the market. It doesn't take the profitability or all the wind out of the sales because right now we're past the level of diminishing returns, if I can use that, for banks. Money's too expensive and there's not enough people that can use it. But they also don't want money to be too cheap because then too many people use it and they don't make enough profitability. Pretty much just making a fee on the origination of debt. So when they can pull a spread charge an origination fee and be profitable on both sides and people have just come out of a an area where they're spending the highest they've ever spent with double to triple the inflationary mm-hmm. uh, experience, it's, it's just highly unlikely that it's going to cause a negative impact on the market. 
anything can happen. Yeah. But it's very highly unlikely that that would come to fruition. What's more likely to happen is people seasonally, it'll, uh, we should, that will be right in the springtime, springish time coming out of winter. Seasonally, that's a good time for real estate. Imagine interest rates starting to get cut right at the seasonal time for when people buy their most homes, spring through summer. And it's going down, 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 down. So now you have people doing, you know, floating rate locks. Um, it'll be a, it'll be a really big season of refinances for people, all the people that have bought over the past 24 months. I mean, there's going to be a lot of money moved around and moving money is how wealth is created. Um, so that, that's very positive and that's like, Less than six months away, I believe, which yeah. is really exciting to say, because um, it's been a rough, you know, end of twenty or twenty twenty two, coming out of twenty twenty one. Excuse me, twenty twenty three coming out of twenty twenty two, because twenty twenty two was a decent year, but we had to deal with that rolling recession that started kind of in the middle of that year and has yep. led all the way through now with yeah. high inflation being very sticky. So if we can get rid of inflation, we've already gone through our recession. Uh, I think it's going to be a really good time for investors to be queued up for good opportunities and also for the people that have been patient that I, I've been preaching and we've been talking about, they're going to make their money and then some. Yeah. We, in, I think it's always important. The devil's in the details, right? We talk about the power behind the American consumer and it's funny, two different reports. You and I were discussing these earlier, you know, wall street journal says Americans are still spending like there's no tomorrow. Then a uh, report from Bloomberg says Americans outside the wealthiest 20% of the country have run out of extra savings and now have less cash on hand than they did when the pandemic began. Then to follow that up, an additional report that you and I um, were digging into a little bit further was American households saw their checkable deposits soar by more than $3 trillion during the pandemic. And checking accounts are more flush with cash than they've ever been before. So one saying savings are less than they've ever been prior to pre-pandemic levels. Checking accounts are way more flush than they ever have been pre-pandemic levels. And the American consumer is still spending like there's no yeah. tomorrow. If there, if you have to remember that causation is not correlation always with negative. And we've said that in, over these past couple of weeks. And something that I like to make sure that I remember is just because savings accounts are low, which shocker, banks aren't paying very high interest rates, even though interest rates are high right now, uh, minus high yield savings and stuff like that. People put their money in money market funds. I mean, they're not not saving. The money is just in a different area because it's being it's chasing yield. Um, checking account balance. If people didn't have any money, there would be no money for people to spend. So you yeah. just have to rub two brain cells together to figure out which you know. Yeah. What none of that data is incorrect, but the outcome. Two things can be true at once. Yes. Right. The, yeah. The outcome doesn't necessarily mean that that's a negative thing. People are spending money because they're making money. Um, yes. Credit card debt's higher, but people are servicing their credit card debt, which is fine. What you'll see is when interest rates start going down and get cut, that that slope will sharply cut down because people will service their debt and it will be kind of back to normal. It's just funny that people always are so doom and gloom when we've gone through stuff like this and worse. We've made it through stuff like this and worse and we will continue to do. The U.S. consumer is one of the most resilient things in the whole entire world. It's like a damn cockroach. <laughs> they just keep coming back, they right? Die. But the Fed has seen some of the data that they want to see with things slowing down data. 
employment growth is slowing. U.S. companies added the fewest number of jobs since the start of 2021 in September, and pay growth slowed, right? So there, th- this is just one data point that the Fed is obviously looking mo- at. Most of the jobs that were added in September, in fact, all of the positive job growth in September was all government jobs. Yep. In fact, 100%. There's actually a negative on non-government uh, contracted jobs. That is not something that's going... That's why the market's been going up to through that report. People are like, oh, well, that wasn't as great of a jobs report as I thought. It wasn't... Oh, yeah, it was. Because it was all government jobs that were mm-hmm. added. That is a no... That's a that's a nothing burger. That does not... Even though it's reported, people know in the back of their minds that that doesn't really count. And we'll see a little bit more info come out this week. Initial claims and continuing claims comes out. Correct. We so, should have a slight bump up in uh, initial claims. We're going to have a huge drop off, I believe, on headline. We should be in line or slightly below on core for both. On expectations, I think it's 0. 0.2, 0. 0.3 uh, month over month. So th- that that is going to be very uh, telling. And I'm excited. Um, again, because every day that kind of marks on the calendar, we're, we're one step closer to getting more positive inflation data rate cuts coming in and back to some normalcy in the uh, real estate and investing market. I think right now too, this is one of those markets where the people that are willing to grind and get after it and are gritty and are rolling their sleeves up and are just leaning into the chaos that feels like is around politics, is around foreign affairs, is around our economy, is around the stock market and or the real estate market, there is really good opportunities out there yes, right now. Yes, there is. You there's don't literally want, people giving houses away for free. Th- there's some, I'm starting to see some, I'm, I'm, my, let's just say my pipeline is more full than it's been in years, a long time. And I'm seeing really good deals where I'm going to go, man, I'm going to run out of money to be able to actually get these opportunities across the finish line. I'm going to actually pick the better deals over the good deals. And that's a great problem to have. It is. And the reason being is I am leaning in right now. I'm talking to more brokers than I've talked to in a long, long time. I'm talking to more investors than I've talked to in a long, long time. And I think that for the people that are really willing to work right now, they are going to get massively rewarded. And that kind of ties in with this next point, which is you cannot allow fear to paralyze you no. with the things that are going on around you. I'm seeing and hearing more and more people. There's a lot of stuff that feels heavy right now. Mm-hmm. I mean, just in terms of what's going on with Israel and Palestine, that feels heavy, right? What's going on with our politics right now? That feels heavy. Yep. What's going on with some of the data that's coming out to people and it can be concerning. That feels heavy. Heavy things prevent people from taking movement. It almost paralyzes people into being stagnant and still and not doing anything at all. And right now is one of the worst times that you could be stagnant. I thought it was interesting what BlackRock CEO Larry Fink said. He said, the biggest issue for me, and I have said, uh, and I say this to every governmental leader I see worldwide, what the world is missing today is hope and action. I see more fear and lack of action than any other time in my business career. And I thought that was interesting because this is a guy that's seen things from a very high level, Mm -hmm. from a very macro perspective. And if you're somebody that in times of chaos, in times of darkness, in times of heaviness, can find hope and consistently put one foot in front of the other and take action, you're going to find a way 
And you're going to stumble across some opportunities to transform your life, whether that's in your finances, that's in your business, that's in certain relationships, right? So I think right now that's a really good reminder because it feels like a lot of the narratives that are swirling around right now, they're heavy, they're fear-based. And you always say, right, fear sells, but oftentimes it sells at the expense of a massive, large group of people and only very few benefit. And we want you to be one of those people that benefits. Yep. Yeah, I mean, it, it translates into all the data, the you know stock market, um, most of the time wealth uh, is passed from the impatient to the patient. Mm-hmm. Uh, people that get into things they can't afford, get into things that don't they don't understand or get out of things that they don't understand. Yeah. Um, those are those are the ways that wealth is transferred quickly and on a daily basis in the US market. This was a interesting statistic that you and I were talking a little bit more about those who build wealth and those who miss it. And we were kind of digging in on how many people well really the the wealthy what is their allocation of wealth and what asset classes? But when we kind of narrowed it down specifically to how many people actually invest in the stock market, about 158 million Americans or 61% of US adults own a stock. The top 1% holds 54% of those stocks worth about 19.16 trillion. The bottom 50% of US adults today hold only 06 percent of stocks. Less than 1% of stocks held today is only the bottom 50%. So when you think about like who's wealthy and who's poor and what are they who's doing? taking advantage of things and who's sitting on the sidelines, you just got to get in the game. And it doesn't need to be anything massive to to start, right? You always talk about, hey, like you don't need some massive lump sum of money to just throw into the market. No, Create a plan do it. and then consistently do it over a period of time. So I know many of you who are listening and obviously I'm, I'm preaching to the choir. Many of you that follow and connect with us are doing this. But I think it's also important for us as leaders because one of my comments recently was things, whether it's businesses, families, relationships, countries live and die in leadership. And right now is a time where I think leaders need to step up and lead. And if you're somebody that one, wants to create wealth and financial abundance for yourself, you need to step up and lead. But if you're also somebody that cares about your fellow friend or your fellow employee or your fellow you know, acquaintance, it's also your responsibility to lead and inspire other individuals to take a little bit of action on something that you know is going to serve them. And for me, why Ryan and I love doing this show, why we talk about it all the time, we obsess about these things is yes, we want to create more financial abundance selfishly for ourselves, our family, our future family. But at the end of the day, we do this because we want one person to jump from being in that 50% pool that owns less than 1% of the stock market to get on to the other side right? And become one of those top one percenters that owns 54% of the stocks, whether it's stocks, whether it's real estate investing, whether it's getting in on your business and betting on yourself. Don't be one of those people that allows fear and inaction to be your excuse that you don't give yourself a chance to even be in the arena and earn your way into an opportunity that can completely change the trajectory of your family tree. Let's take a quick break and hear from today's show sponsor. 
Our sponsor today is Uplift Desk, creators of the best office furniture designed to help you work better and live healthier. You can visit upliftdesk.com and use the code MINDCAST for 5% off your order. And if you sit all day long while you're at work and you've never tried a desk that can transition between sitting and standing, you got to. It'll be a complete game changer. My standing desk is by Uplift Desk. It's what I use every day to record the show, prepare the show, do all my office work. And I gotta say, the transition from sitting all day to standing while I work at various times throughout the day has really made a noticeable difference for me. When I'm standing, I notice I'm way more focused and productive. I'm way more alert. And I even have a little standing treadmill under my desk now, which allows me to get some extra steps in while still plugging away on calls and getting work done. Keeps the blood flowing throughout the day, which obviously can reduce all types of different health risks repetitive strain and I've noticed that my posture has drastically improved since switching to an uplift desk as well because I'm not hunched over the computer all day and while there's a lot of options out there for you to choose from the reason I chose uplift desk is because of the quality it doesn't wobble it's completely stable it's built to last you can definitely tell based on the materials they use and they are customizable too which is really cool they let you build your custom dream desk by choosing over a hundred desktop choices and hundreds of accessories that you can build into the desk for your own perfect workspace. And you can do that by using the really fun to use desk configurator. And once you have your desk all designed and picked out, you order it, they ship it the same day, you get free shipping. They do free returns with free return shipping if something goes wrong. And the best part is they have an industry leading 15 year warranty that covers the complete desk, which was a really big deal for me. It shows that they stand behind their product for at least 15 years. So to get yours, go to upliftdesk.com and use the code MINDCAST for 5% off your order. That's U-P-L-I-F-T desk.com to get 5% off your entire order with the promo code MINDCAST. Yep. And uh, most of the time, the thing that's, that holds back most people is just fear. It's like, I don't understand something. Somebody that I know said something bad about this. So it's got to be bad. So I'm not going to do it. And it, the data doesn't line up with that. The statistics don't line up with that. And reality just doesn't line up with that. The stuff that's just scary sometimes is just areas that you have an opportunity to grow. Yep. And, and that, that can be an uncomfortable thing sometimes, but it's a necessary thing in order to take the next step up to the next level. Yeah, and you don't necessarily need to see the end outcome. You just need to trust in the process and, and make the decision and commit to it, right? And over time, through that action, is when you look back in the rearview mirror and you're like, okay, thank God I did that, right? That led to this, which led to that, which led me to here where I'm at today. And thank goodness I did that because I'm here today in this position versus the people who need to see the end game and all the steps that go into it just to take the first one. It just doesn't work that way. No, it doesn't. It's, it's a, it's a, it is the old attage crock pot or the microwave. Yes. Or crock pot thinkers. That is damn right. Now, I think in terms of everything that's going on right now, what the fed's going to do, people wondering if there's going to be some massive wave of real estate, you know, distress, at least in the single family market. Now we're talking some major crashes in prices and values right now with US um, office properties and some other you know, commercial product. But those are holding stable and strong. And the housing market, which this was a staggering number, and you said it's even higher than being reported right now. The US housing market's total valuation has hit a record high of $51.9 trillion in value. That's per Zillow. 
You noted that's what? It's probably closer to 60 trillion just because we have a lot of underreported values on homes and a lot of, um, yeah, that's just what mainly, Zillow, yeah, right? They're yeah. very accurate, as we all know. Yeah. And it's their valuation. 10 to 15% higher than that. But even then, right? We're talking massive levels of equity in homes, that being a true safety net for our real estate economy. And with some of these other things in terms of distress in you know the economy itself, there's a lot of stuff, other dominoes that have to fall in order for somebody even be in a position to say, I need to sell my home. Correct. I need to cash in on my, my last bargaining chip that I have, which is my home equity. Well, yeah, a roof over my head. Right. So I think we're going to continue to see a strong, stable market, especially when they start dropping rates. We still have inventory low. We still have a lot of cash on hand for people that want to buy and are just kind of being patient and waiting to see what happens. Because I was talking... It's funny, I talk with a lot of people and everyone, whether they're an investor or they're looking to buy a house, a lot, I would say 80% of them have a reason for why they're being patient right now. Oh, I want to see what happens with the election next year. Oh, I want to see what happens with this war. Oh, I want to see what happens with interest rates and when they're going to drop. Oh, I want to see what happens with my job. So again... I think there is still a lot of pent-up demand in the housing market that could... It's already struggling with affordability. I think it could get even worse. So again, if you can find an opportunity that makes sense and it pencils today, it damn well is going to pencil in 12, 24, 36 months. Are you interested in boosting your income by an extra $50,000 this year? If so, you're going to love what I've got in store for you. I am beyond excited to officially announce an incredible opportunity to join me in my exclusive mastermind, which will include myself and 25 other hand-selected investors who are actively pursuing commercial real estate in 2024 and want to be held accountable to making sure they buy their first or their next commercial real estate investment property that will net them a minimum of $50,000 a year. This mastermind group will not only teach you how to do that, how to find, how to analyze, how to structure and buy these types of commercial real estate investment properties, but you'll also have an opportunity to be a part of an intimate group of high achievers that are going to take your network and your resources to a whole nother level. But here's the catch. Like I mentioned before, this is exclusive. We're only selecting 25 ambitious individuals for our founding members group who are serious and ready to take that next step in their commercial real estate investing journey. So if you are ready to increase your passive income by at least $50,000 in the next year with commercial real estate investing, then this is your moment. These spaces are gonna fill up fast and trust me, this is the one and only time to be a founding member, which comes with some pretty special benefits. So head over to myfirst50k.com and submit your application now. Again, that's myfirst50k.com. You can head over there, check out the program, see everything that it entails, submit your application to join, and I can't wait to connect with you soon. I, I agree, and I think that... Um... You just have to make sure you get yourself into a product that has no early um, look out, look out for early refinance um, penalties on on fixed products right now because they know that that's coming and they may wrap that in there. Um, but if you can get a product that you can refinance out, man, the asset's going to line up. It's just got to be you can afford the if you can afford the rate now, man. In twelve months, you're going to be laughing because you're gonna be like, look at the spread I have. I can get two of these now. Yep. So. 
I would highly encourage if it's a quality asset, if it pencils, and if it pencils under current numbers, because it's pretty bad. Um, even I would say if you can break even on something, yeah, um, that's still servicing your debt and your assets going to be. Oh no, I was. We were having a conversation the other day in our um, in our GoBundance Mastermind group, and there was a handful of guys that are going. I'm I'm not even looking to get a high yield or cash on cash return right now. I'm just looking to break even on some of my assets because I know one, it's, it's probably not. one of the safest stores of value that is holding strong right now. And I know that in 24 to 36 months, this thing is going to be purring and be looking real good. And this is probably my safest bet right now of, you know, and these are real estate guys that are all in on real estate. And it's, mm-hmm. uh, you know, right, they've got all their eggs in the basket and they're watching it like a hawk and they're going, this is probably the safest spot for my cash right now. Yeah. So I think that, you know, we're going to continue to see some great opportunities coming into 2024, into 2025. Now, we would be, you know, missing an opportunity to talk a little bit about, um, you know, and it really, I mean, we're talking Palestine, Israel, but really it's Hamas, Israel. Yeah, the geographical area is Palestine, um, where there's a lot of the Hamas uh, terrorist organization kind of held up in, um, but yeah, it's pretty. I'm never shocked about the uneducation or the the lack of education of uh, people in the U.S. But um, you can support Palestine and and be behind that, and that that should be okay because that's a, that's your right to do. It's when people don't understand that, uh, in my opinion, that the Hamas terrorist terrorist or, terrorist organization is what is you know, repping that area pretty hard. And I would argue that um, you, you, I think the people in Palestine would, would rather separate the two. Oh, it's, 100%. And that, I mean, that's, the, that's, that's, the, that's the sad part yeah, of all of yeah, this. Yeah. You know, there was a good interview on... And again, you know, I'm not, I'm not one to speak in terms of understanding all the dynamics and all the politics behind it and all the religious, you know, sentiments behind it and and the history behind it. But I know that when I see people cheering and and rooting on, you know, One, death to women and children and raping and killing and beheading, there's something wrong with that ideology. And that there, I don't think there's any place in the world for that, whether it's, you know, in the country of Palestine or anywhere States. else in the world. Canada, right? Jamaica, and, Hawaii. And from my understanding, and again, I don't want to act like I'm an expert in this space, but all I know from most of the individuals that I talk to that are educated on this topic and on some of the research that I have done, because I'm trying to see all sides of it, right? And I think you said it earlier, is like Palestine in terms of the country is kind of getting muddied with Hamas, the terrorist organization that just happens heavily rooted and operating out of that country. Out of that country, yeah. That being said, Israel just wants the safety and security of their people, not death to infidels like, you know, Hamas is saying, right? And so it's a, it's a really challenging, heavy, sad, divided situation. It was crazy, you know, seeing all the different sides of, you know, people supporting Palestine, people supporting Israel, and the division that's coming out with that. It's unfortunate. Um, and I'm just, uh, I care about humans, you know, my, my heart is, is goes out to human beings and people that just want to live their lives, want to live freely, want to have safety opportunity. And what's going on right now is just, 
pretty devastating and sad. But um, it'll be very interesting to see how this all plays out. I think there's going to be an I, you know, they've got the Iron Dome. I think there's an Iron Fist that is about to hit yeah. very, very hard on Hamas and Israel um, and um, and Gaza and you know the the Palestinian. Um, kind of footprint that is is going on right now it's it's not i don't think it's going to end up good for anybody but again america and and the world somewhat thrives off of of war in many circumstances and scenarios and a lot of stuff is always driven by money power and greed and you know that's an an unfortunate truth and reality of the world that we live in it wasn't too long ago that uh and in fact it was during the trump administration that uh Palestine and Israel were sitting at the same table signing peace accords with each other with Donald Trump there. So again, this all goes back to anybody listening, whether you disagree, which you should write or agree uh, with me or not. You really got to stop politics voting emotionally. Emotional decisions are some of the worst decisions you can make in your life, uh, minus maybe with your, your spouse or your children, right? You don't make them with politics. You don't make them with um, life decisions because they, they're knee-jerk. They don't have a lot of thought behind them. Um, policy in the current administration is one of the reasons that we're dealing with a situation that's happening in Palestine and Israel. Leadership. We just leadership. talked about it. Yeah. Leadership, yeah. right? You're yeah. giving permission to people to go and do things that, like you said, I know I've talked with a lot of people in the last few days that hate, and I mean hate Trump, and they are going... You're right. We don't. This, yeah. this, this wouldn't have happened with Trump in office. And it's, and you can factually say this specific situation because he had both parties at didn't the happen because of him. Well, yeah, policy. he had them both. There's a video of them all signing those peace accords together. It's when you, when you, it's just when you lose track of that policy and you reverse everything and you go back to, you know, trying to service less than 3% of the population and and celebrating people being mentally ill. And that type of ideology degrades at the human, at the American kind of dream. Um, it's, you know, the funniest thing I think I've heard recently is that homeownership in America is a dream now mm-hmm. um, because of how expensive real estate prices are in comparison to what interest rates are. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can buy a million dollar home at 2%. It's really hard to do at seven. Yeah. So true. Um, just keep in mind when you vote to keep your, your, I, I'd recommend doing what I do. I just pencil it out. Who's going to pay me the most? I know that sounds, uh, like an asshole move, but it honest to God is all that really matters. All politicians are politicians. Donald Trump was a, was a politician behind closed doors. So was Obama. So was all, so was all of them. So why don't you just look out for yourself and, and give your family the most? Who's going to tax you the least? Who's going to give you the best policy so your family is safe, so there's world peace, so that we don't have to be the world police and constantly spend money and appropriate another $2 billion that's going to get sent out to Israel now to help them with uh, munitions funding, which is going to come out of our tax dollars. You have to think about those things when you hit the voter box. I'd highly recommend if you have... Uh, thought about voting uh, for Republicans, you should definitely consider it on this next time around. And if you vote Democrat, you are fucking crazy. <laughs> yeah, honestly, um, man. It's just, it's oh. at this point, it's wild. At, at, thi- at this point, yeah, it, it makes... Wild. You don't even have to be a Republican. You just you need to... Vote for we the need to change and opportunity the, We have to country. change the trajectory of where we're going. And if the same thing was happening with a Republican in office, 
I'd have to swallow the horse pill and say this, say the opposite. And um, that that's a hard thing to do when you wrap emotion up and stuff, but you have to pull that away and, and just say what's best for the country and what's best for everybody. And honestly, a change is what's best for everybody. And if we have two options and it comes down to somebody on the uh, ticket, whether it be Gavin Newsom, whether it be Joe Biden, whether it be Kamala Harris, or it's Donald Trump or Ron DeSantis or whoever it is, I'm voting on that R, hardcore. I will, I will block it in and I'll make sure that that, uh, that how it gets counted. Because it's important on this next election. About the, for the, the direction next, of our uh, country. Yeah, the next four years it's, of it's our It's about the direction of our country. Yeah, if you're not happy, wi- no matter who the candidate is, if you're not... It's wild you're, right yeah, now. Yeah, I'm not... I don't see there being any any, any be hope or, or excitement around anybody in the Democratic Party. No. And, and I would it would sat it RFK just announced that he's going independent. Independent, which, which is gonna, I think that'll hurt Trump a little bit. A little bit, but independent voter. It'll be all the people that are a bunch of pansies are like, I hate Donald Trump so much and I'm not a Democrat, so I'm gonna vote for an independent. I'm gonna waste my vote. Um the same people that voted for Kanye West to do that kind of stuff. So just you gotta vote Republican or Democrat. There's no independent party that I mean, they're there, just yeah. like the Green Party and the Tea Party are there, but they're not a they're not a dominant party in the United States. A Republican or a Democrat will be in office. Um, they're going to be backed by special interests. Do you There's think gonna that be any of his court him. cases are going to catch up no. to him, and that will prevent him from being on the ballot in twenty twenty four? Nope, I don't. I definitely think Joe Biden might. Yeah, we'll see. There's not a whole lot about. Uh, his dealings in the media. Not in anymore. the media, but they are, they're in the House but, and in the Senate. They're there. Yep. And is there any updates on, I haven't been paying too much attention, honestly, about what's been going on with the uh, potential House. I know it was Jim Jordan, potentially Trump, and then was it Newt Green? I don't know. I think Jim Jordan would be fine because he's a bulldog. He's not always right, but he's got a good head on his shoulders. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, guys, we will wrap up on that note. If you got any questions, comments, shoot us a text, 844-447-1555. Don't forget to check out millionermindcast.com. We got some great stuff in the store for you guys. All we ask, share this with a friend, family member, somebody that you think could get some value from participating, listening in on these conversations. And if you enjoy the show, hit that subscribe button, leave us a review. It'd mean a lot to us. And with that being said, keep investing in yourself and your wealth on your March to a million and beyond. We will see you guys in next week's episode, but you're going to be gone. So it's I'm, just going to be moi. I'll be gone, but I'll see you all soon. You'll, you'll drop me some notes. Yep. I'll bring you guys some fire. And again, thanks for supporting. Cheers. Cheers, y'all. Well, that wraps up this week's episode of Money Moves. Be sure to tune in next week for more news and updates. And if you got some value from today's show, all we ask is that you take two minutes and leave a review in iTunes, where by doing so, you're gonna get entered into win a $100 gift card. Also, don't forget to take advantage of Ryan's free financial x-ray on your investment portfolio. And to do so, all you have to do is text the word x-ray to 844-447-1555. What we have found by offering this out is most people have no idea what they're being charged from a fee perspective, or really in most cases, overcharged and whether or not their current investment and financial plan is actually aligned with what they're trying to accomplish. And this is something that Ryan and his amazing team do for all of our listeners for free. So be sure to take them up on that. Again, that's x-ray, one word, 844-447-1555. Also, if you're an accredited investor and you're not on my deals list, be sure to text the word DEALS to 844-447-1555 to be notified of the private investment offerings my team and I put out. And last, 
Don't forget to check out all the amazing products and resources that we offer to our Millionaire Mindcast family at millionairemindcast.com. Whether that's one-on-one coaching with me, mastermind events, calculators, the Rich Life Planner for those looking to take their goal setting and productivity to the next level. We've got all kinds of great and valuable tools available at millionairemindcast.com. With that being said, that's all for this week. Until next week's episode, keep investing in yourself and your wealth on your March 2 million and beyond. Cheers, my friends.